0: Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard earned real world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm talking with Carrie Oberbrunner. Did I pronounce that right, Carrie? Perfect. Okay. Well, uh, we're excited to have you and excited to get your insight about what's going on in the publishing the book world the you know the uh exchange of ideas but also to find your how you wound up in that position so how about how do you like to uh introduce yourself how do you like to be introduced
1: i'll tell you what i tell people i'm a bald guy with a girl's name <laughs> 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 That way people, uh, they don't take me too serious because, you know, I have had some success, but I've had a ton of failures. And I I get the fact that uh, success doesn't come easy and you got to work hard. You got to work at it for a long time. And I'm old enough to have been in the publishing world now for 20 years. So I saw when eBooks were our first thing and audiobooks and and I'll tell you what, um, you know, Larry, I think what kind of sets our business apart is that we don't view your book as a business card. Uh-huh. I've heard that so many times, you know, your book's a business I have too, card. Yeah. And and I say no it's not. Where do business cards end up? Yeah. Uh-huh. People say the trash. And so what I did, Larry, is I actually wrote a book called Your Book Is Not a Business Card. Because uh. business cards change landfills Books change lives.
0: Yeah. Okay. Repeat that.
1: Repeat it. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Business cards change landfills. Books change lives. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. And so what we do is we actually turn a book into eighteen streams of income. And people might say, "Oh my gosh, what in the world?" But I stumbled upon this. Uh, I really did. So uh, in my in my former life, believe it or not, I was a pastor. So here I was right out of seminary. I was a pastor, but I felt- why like, would
0: you go to seminar? why would you go to seminary?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I went to a small little place called Grace Theological Seminary in Winona. I know, it. You know? I know of it. Yeah. Are you serious? I know of it, yes. Wow, wow. Yeah. So I did a master's there, and then I did a doctorate at Ashland theological. I know that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: So this is all, are all these brethren type uh, backgrounds?
1: Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. All right. We we won't, we won't go there, but anyway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I grew up, you know, my dad was a pastor. I wanted to help people. And uh, so basically I started in the church, but then I liked writing books and It was a way, you know, I couldn't sing, I couldn't do a lot of things, but writing was a way that I could express my thoughts. And so in the beginning, I first wrote those books and I'll tell you what, Larry, I wrote the safe books, you know, I wrote the uh-huh. books that were about a topic and you really don't have to be open and authentic and honest in it. But what's a my, safe book? What's the example a, of a safe book, me. a safe book was, uh. You know, one of these books here about I I started out with the Christian books. And so this book was about how to be in the world, but not of the world. Okay, super safe, super theoretical, that type of thing. But along came the scary book. And I want to tell your listeners that. um, What do I mean by the scary book? The scary book is where you write about real stuff. Yeah. And and you write about um edgy stuff. Yeah. And so my first You're not
0: referring you're not referring to failure, are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Larry. My my scary book was about me oh. struggling with depression and self-injury. Yeah. And, really? Uh, you know, because I had what some did you do kids. to yourself. Man, I, I I used to be a cutter before it was a thing. How do you get
0: to be a cutter? Where does that idea even come from, Kerry?
1: I'll tell you what. It started out at the age of ten with biting. Okay, Uh and 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 here's where it came from. It came from anger turned inward.
0: What were you mad about? I mean, too much control, too much discipline from the. uh, I'll tell you what. Restrictive um,
1: imperfection. Ah, imperfection. I was I was wired to be a kid who felt like he had to be perfect was angry that he wasn't self-hatred mistakes. I don't know where it came from. You know, I've done some things. The oldest in your, uh, I was, I was the second oldest, but I'm, I'm totally wired to be the oldest. My, 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 my older sister is uh, you know, she's been a lifetime missionary and that's cool, but I've always been the achiever, the sports, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Larry, nobody knew this. This was not, I was not one of those people who's like, oh, let me tell you how sad I am. Let me tell you how depressed I am. Let me show you my my bite marks or my cut marks. Man, that was a way that I actually kept a secret and shame. And what I really wanted to do was achieve, achieve, achieve and earn love and earn acceptance.
0: Yeah. Well, did you, uh, you know, on that front, Mm-hmm. Your parents listening to this uh, would want to know. Yeah. Uh, should your, because I'm sure this would, you know, you would have ripped the. the oh, yeah. I'll
1: uh, say your, anything. Stomach, you you, you, you know, ask me anything. Ask me. You know,
0: anything. Yeah. I'm sure your family would have been given anything to know this and to be able to help you through that, take the pressure off and say, relax. But what signs uh, should, sh- there had to be, there's always got to be some kind of sign.
1: Yeah. Listen, it was. Um,
0: if it could be of, nipped, nipped in
1: the butt, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Type yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure that. Um, so I, you know how that you got that book, the five love languages. Yeah. I, my, my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. So I didn't care. I was a wrestler. You know, I didn't care if somebody hit me in the face. But if you would if you would say something, yeah, you know, those words would would hurt. And so yeah. I, I started out with a joke, honestly, about being a bald guy with a girl's name. But honestly, as a kid growing up, that's, you know, kids would make fun of you. Ah, yeah. Carrie's got a girl's name, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's not like today where, um, you know, <laughs> you well, got,
0: spelling's different. But Carrie Grant, I mean, there you go. There you sad. go. What are we talking about? Go.
1: There you go, yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, I had a warped view of God, man. I, had a, I, my view of God was like, you gotta, you gotta work your way. You gotta, you gotta be perfect. It's a lot of pressure. Lot yeah, of pressure. Yeah. So I, I had to get to the, that scary book that I you wrote. You yeah, were, go ahead.
0: You, you wound up with the grace. Uh, <laughs> I seminary, did. but the idea that the. The definition for God that He chooses to define Himself as charisma or grace—that
1: is so true. You are absolutely but right. Was
0: not uh, was not on, that that could have been a great sermon for you to hear at that point in your time. You know, I'll God, tell you what, man, that is love. You know, he's,
1: that is true. Yeah. I did not have a view of grace, and grace, of course, for your listeners is you know getting something you don't deserve, and right. Man, I was wired to be, you know, the warrior mindset, the stoicism, the give me the deepest, darkest. I mean, that's how I was wired. And and there's a lot of pride in that, Larry. Just right. I mean, you yeah. know, we we like to think of that person as, oh, poor them. There's a lot of arrogance, like, ooh, yeah. look at who I'm better than. Right. You know, now you don't walk around like that, but inside you're like, you got that badge of pride. Yeah. And so what, what God had to do, honestly, was like, confront that man and yeah. uh, crush it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so it's a matter of, uh, if you have kids, like, just be aware of, of yes. that. And not over, you're scared of the parents who really don't have the spiritual side to their life. Yes. Or long-term, right? And they're living through their kids. Yes. Now. I was a yeller as a parent, for my kids were eight years old. At the still, sports? Home, oh, yeah. And I was yelling because you want them to, like, hit, you know, do this, that, the other. My oldest son, the coach said he had coached for 17 years. He said, in 17 years of coaching, I've never seen a more aggressive kid. You know, like, he's like, yeah, I've never seen a more aggressive kid. Didn't say he was the most talented, but the most aggressive. Now, my other son... <laughs> two years younger was the absolute opposite. He was bigger, but like a baby Huey, you know, they put him on. Yes. He would block a kid and then he would go, are you all right? Yes. He, he said, I didn't hurt you, did I? And so football was not his sport.
1: <laughs> you, you, I, I am, man, I have two kids, just like you said. I got a young daughter who uh, I, in fact, I got a picture of her. She's holding a football. She tried out for the boys football team at a very young age Knocked a tooth out, spit it on the ground and kept going. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but no, to your point though, um, I tell people that the area of your deepest wound is often the area of your greatest impact. Uh, yeah. You know, and so entrepreneurs who are listening to this, if you failed, if you've had a wound, if you've had pain, man. You could take that and you could leverage that. Like it, like David Goggins is pretty popular, you know, these days with just his extreme ultra marathons and stuff. But he took, he took being a fat kid in his own words and lazy and all this. And he took that and he just turned it into this monster, you know, and he's the world's toughest guy or whatever. So I think you can take pain. I've had plenty of authors. One of my authors is um after the flowers die. It's a story of when her son was killed in a hunting accident. She could have been devastated forever, but she took that pain and now she helps other parents who've lost a child. So I do believe that you can leverage your past pain.
0: Well, that, you know, and you have to have unbelievable respect for people that have gone through that because that's, they're their credentials. You can't argue. Yes. Uh, with their right to speak on that subject. Yes. And, you know, I've always been staggered and amazed by people who can go through that, you know, they lose their sight. And mm. I re- heard about somebody the other day, like disadvantage. Now I don't have to worry about that stuff. Now I can concentrate on this. <laughs> they were talking as a huge advantage. Now I can move forward. It's like, What are you talking about? Where did that come from?
1: Exactly.
0: It's an insight that comes from God, but uh, it's without that, trying to replicate that on your, your
1: (laughs) unbelievable,
0: you know, these people that come back from war and they've got limbs missing and everything. It's just
1: unbelievable. And they stay, and they stay many times grateful gratitude and the rest of us, you know, who maybe spill our milk, get a flat tire. Yeah. Wow. What a lesson. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: I, I saw this. What it was that I heard was someone who said uh, it was going to have to be in the wheelchair the rest of their life. You know, and I was like, they're, you know, something, wow. happened. something happened and they were going in to, you know, console the guy. And he goes, what are you talking about? This look at this wheelchair. It's the greatest wheelchair. Ever. You see how fast I can move with this thing. He said, oh, no. wow. All of a sudden he turned this in and incredible advantage uh for himself hmm. but attitude is everything and how it do you is. look at, you know if you if you blow that you're screwed aren't you that's
1: yeah, right yeah well you know and even i know this is a, a you got the business podcast here but you look at sarah blakely you know one of the world's first self-made female billionaires right her struggle of not looking good before a party and then chopping off the legs of pantyhose and it becomes Spanx is an example of what we're talking about. Anything in life that is a challenge, big or small, you can leverage it and turn it into a solution.
0: Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind.